listening to Speaking with One Voice with Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like discussed on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. You can also search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Now, here's your host, Rodney Payne. Hello, and welcome to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. Listen, I don't have a lot of time for greetings and salutations on today. I have a special guest in the house, and I want to jump right into this thing. I've got Mr. John Schneider. I hope you know who he is. Uh, His credits are many. Um, He goes from TV to movies to producers to a country music artist to an author to a philanthropist, just a lot of things that go on there. And we'll kind of pull those out today as we go through. But, John, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. We have a beautiful day down here in Louisiana, and I'm talking to you. So what could be better? Listen, I've been to Louisiana down in the Mansfield area. Of course, I've been to New Orleans and other places, but Mansfield, I went there in about August, and I'm going to tell you, I've never been hotter in my life. I, August, I, well, August in Louisiana is not the greatest idea. You've got to yeah. acclimate to that. We, 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 we were in the swamps, but it was a beautiful thing. So <laughs> uh, I, I had a good time there. Listen, I um, just, first of all, I'm a fan. So I, I want to tell you, I'm just honored to have you with us today. Thank you. Thank I you. I want to kind of jump right into this thing and kind of get going. Most people, identify with you really from the characters that you play um i, I can say for me you you're you're bo I, you're 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 my friend you're driving generally uh I, I go back to my grandmother's house little two-room house in the country eastern oklahoma county we had one television i was the antenna when it didn't work right you change and you put your tv on and you watch boss hog and roscoe p coltrane that's how i identify with you. <laughs> well, I, okay, I know you got fine. some more current stuff but what I'd like for our listeners to get today is really, uh, if I ask you to, who are you beyond the characters that you play? Beyond that, I'm a storyteller, really, Rodney. That's what I've always been. Um, I like to tell stories through music. I like to tell stories through theater. Uh, I like to tell stories through film. Um, and I like to tell stories now through, uh, you know, I, I actually wrote and directed the last episode of Dukes of Hazard. So one where uh, we had a, it was called Opening Night at the Boar's Nest, and we had a talent show where Roscoe thought he made Boss Hog disappear. And in that episode, you got to see how much, uh, how much Roscoe really, really loved Boss Hog uh, because he was doing everything he could in his, own, in his own way, going through the instructions and trying to get him back, mm-hmm. which uh, I thought was important, an important story to tell because... The, the Roscoe-Boss Hogg relationship had gotten so funny. I, I don't think it was ever really silly. It was borderline slapstick. But uh, I wanted, to, since I knew it was our last episode, I wanted people to go out knowing that there was a real appreciation and a love amongst all these characters, even toward our enemies. Enemies, yeah. I say, I say, uh, lightly because you know if anything really happened to Bo and Luke as a result of what was going through Boss Hogg's devious little mind um he probably would be the one that would be the first to come to our rescue absolutely so, yeah you know special show very special show yeah. uh, i love totally. the uh, i love the uh, being associated with that show i do think it is quite possibly 
the most successful, if not the best family television show of all time. But that's well, I, just me. Well, I, I understand the bias, but going back, you know, life was just simpler. I, I, it, it was just simpler. And the show helped us to realize that. And I was, again, I, I was a fan. So I didn't, I didn't, I looked up a lot of things about you. I didn't have to look up, I didn't have to look up the Dukes of Hazzard. And so I, I appreciate that. And again, growing up in a country life myself, um, I had a couple of un uncles, you know, you had Uncle Jesse. I mean, I, we had some uncles and things like that, that right. really, that whole family unit. So that's really kind of how I got there. You say you're a storyteller and, and I, mm -hmm. I just got to tell you, I, I was um, looking for some of your music to kind of, you know, kind of touch base and kind of see. And, and, and I was going to listen to some songs and, and I, I read something that said you did 72 tracks in one year. Is that possible? Yeah. Yeah, how, we did a lot. There's only 52 weeks in a year. How, how do you do that? Uh, one song at a time. Yeah. We, um, we cut our stuff live. You know, it still takes uh, quite some time to mix it and do uh, any. We do a couple of overdubs, but um, I'm a big fan of the energy that happens in a room when you've got the, the singer, the guitar player, the bass player, the drum kit, everybody trying to, or everyone being inspired by everyone else. There's not a lot of people that do that anymore. Um, long before we jumped into the Zoom world, musicians were starting with a drum track and then emailing it to a bass player and then emailing that to a guitar player. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's a very uh, sterile environment and it creates a very sterile sound. Um, mm -hmm. You're... You, you're only as good as each individual player when you do that. But when you get talented people in a room, and I think this works for anything, you get a, a group of talented people in a room, they will collectively be better than any of them are by themselves. Absolutely. You know, there's, a, there's a synergy to community. So we take, we take advantage of that. And it's, it's also faster, uh, but that's not why we did it. We did it because I believe that that's the way you should do music. Um, and we did uh, the Odyssey Project. We did um, the Gospel album. Um, gosh, we did uh, we did another one uh, for uh, a Merry Christmas Baby, mm -hmm. which is kind of New Orleans, kind of uh, kind of great jazz tunes from down here. So yeah. it was a it was a busy year, but it wasn't it, it was not arduous at all. It didn't really? seem like we'd done a lot. So you just love music is what I hear, I'm hearing. No, just... I love music. I love, well, I love the, I love the opportunity to be able to tell an entire story in three minutes. Well, from, from beginning to end and, uh, and get an emotion out of people when they hear it. Well, I, I in a moment of transparency, I, I went uh, into my Apple music and I'm going to look up John's music and I want to be familiar, you know, I want to be a good host and give a good interview I only got to one song. It's now in my playlist, and I've listened to it a half dozen times. What's that? A Long Way From Lonely. I, man, that, that song, oh, my gosh. That song just got to me a long way. <laughs> yeah, I was sad when you left. It Girl, didn't hurt me. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I love that song. I, I mean, it was so amazing. And that Isn't that a great song? But see, it's a, it's a great story. It's, it's a, a great story. story. You know, and folks who are watching, it's a story. It's not a, a story, oh, I'm a long way from lonely tonight. Yeah, that's the title of it. But it's a story about 
that person you broke up with who keeps driving by the house, and when you're not there, they call you on the cell phone and say, hey, where are you at? And it's like, uh, I'm a long way from you. I'm a long way from you. That's where I am. Um, no. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> and I'm glad was, you like that. <laughs> well, you know, country music and all music tells stories. I, I'm a music appreciationist. I love music. And so it tells a story, but it tells a story differently than normal. Because, I mean, country music gets the rap of, you, you know, your, your, your lady left you, your dog died, you're hungover. And this one, yeah, I had a bad day, but. I'm, I'm good. But it's, you know, to tell you the truth, I ain't thought about you in a while. <laughs> exactly. I loved it. I loved it. So, so listen, John. You know, there's, I tell you, there, there's a song, Rodney, I think you'll really, really love. Uh, it's, uh, it's a very heartfelt song. And only country music can do this. There's a song called Two Trains. And there's a video as well. It's Two Trains is the video. And it's about... It, Two folks who have been forced by their friends, in order to shut their friends up, they finally meet for a drink. And the one thing that both of them have in common is they both lost someone they love. And the lyrics in the, in the chorus go like this. You can talk about him. I'll talk about her, about how much we love them and how much it hurts how we can't move forward because we can't go back. We're like two trains on a gravel road searching for the tracks. Rodney, this is a, it's a wonderful song. I yeah. think you'll really, really appreciate it. I, can, I can't even say the words without tearing up. Well, I mean, be, and, and I, again, being a family guy, and, and that, that, that resonates with me. And, and part of what we do here on this podcast and adding value to people is we want to help you find a way to find balance and find hope in every area of your life, find success in every, every area of your life, mm -hmm. which, which, you know, when I think about this, when people who have performed at your level achieve what you, we're talking four decades in the industry uh, and finding success. At a yeah, but I'm just getting level. started. I'm just yeah. getting started. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, usually there is some type of catalyst behind that type of motivation, that type of energy, that type of passion before I can even finish the question. So I'm, I'm just getting started. We're, we're at four decades. We're just getting going in this thing. And, and so yeah. how would you describe your why? What is John's why? Why do you do this? Well, I'm, I was uh, a kid that went to the movies all the time. So I was very affected by movies and by theater and by the, uh, the feeling that I got when I watched them. I remember crying at Old Yeller when I was maybe nine years old. And there was something about that, that, that and this is a very fine line here. It wasn't something that I said, ooh, I want to do that. I want to be part of that medium. No, what happened to me when I was watching those movies is it was almost like God tapped me on the shoulder and said, that's why I made you. That's what you are to do, not supposed to do, not you will want to do. That is what you are. Wow. So I never, I have never deviated from wanting to be and working toward being that storyteller. And I do believe that I've been given a 
a unique perspective on how to tell pretty much any story. So I've been, I've been endeavoring to get my hands on the controls for 40, well, longer than that. I was making Super 8 movies when I was 8, 9, 10 years old. Wow. So, so I've, been, uh, I've been working toward that goal ever since. Just before I got on the, uh, the Zoom call with you, I was uh, working on um, a movie came out today called One Month Out. And it's a, uh, it's a psychological thriller about Alzheimer's. Um, but I had, it came out today, but I was just working on it because I had spelled one of the cast members' last name wrong on the one sheet. Okay. And I, I can't stand that. I know that I don't like it when my name is spelled wrong. You know, John Snatter. I know, uh, I know that I don't like it. Yeah. So I was, I was lost in there on my, uh, my, in my Adobe program trying to fix that when I realized, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be supposed to be on the phone. Um, but the reason I say that is that I also treat people the way I like to be treated. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very appreciative of other people's talents of other people's hopes and dreams and aspirations. Um, I like to do what I can to help people shine, uh, because I believe we are all actually, I believe every one of us has had that tap on the shoulder when we were about eight years old and God said, Hey, that's why I made you whatever it is, firefighter, lawyer, doctor, janitor, doesn't matter what it is. I believe we knew that when we were about eight years old. And then we went for it for until someone talked us out of it because they were afraid that we would fail and be disappointed. So in someone's desire to protect us from disappointment, oftentimes you're robbed of the courage necessary to actually go and live out your purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you do people a tremendous disservice. just because you don't share their dream, and really we are all unique, no one shares our exact dream or our exact path to get there. That's ours. That's designed in us. So the best thing you can say to somebody is, look, man, I don't know. I don't know how in the world you're going to do it, but if anybody can, it's you. There you so go. go for it. If, you, go if, for you, it. if I can be any help at all, you let me know. I I'll love, be there. I love it. So your why is that you, it seems like you almost feel what I would call a burden to honor your God-given purpose. Like you feel like you owe it to God to do exactly what he equipped you to do. Well, it's actually more than that, Rodney. I wrote this line, this line in a movie a number of years ago. Um, I can't not. <laughs> I, I Listen, I, I you got that right. I love and it. If, I love if you can't not do something, that's probably God. <laughs> I can't not. I can't, but I can't not. I love it. I love it. We're, listen, that you may hear that again on this podcast. I'll give you credit the first couple of times. <laughs> first time, yeah. to my then you take it. That. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so let, let's, uh, let's move back to wearing so many hats. I mean, we've talked about it. TV, movies actor, producer, director, songwriter, 
uh, philanthropist, I mean, storyteller, all of these hats you're wearing. I mean, there are a tremendous uh, amount of hats. And, and how do you find, is it possible to find balance in all of that? Well, there's, uh, there's structure in what I do. Uh, and to be totally fair, my wife is the producer. I'm a director. She's, she's the one that, you know, directors can go, oh, look, <laughs> trees, let's shoot. And the producer says, no, 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 trees are too expensive. You need to use a bush, yeah, <laughs> right? So, yeah. so she's very pragmatic and I'm very like, shiny thing. Um, <laughs> but balance is... Uh, it's not really that tough because what, what I do, you know, a, a record eventually needs to come out. A movie eventually needs to come out. And once it does, unless you're fixing the one sheet, you move on to the next thing. And with the next thing, there is a beginning, a middle, and an end of it. Um, now, occasionally those things will, will be happening at, happening at the same time. But because I am completely and totally equally yoked with my bride, she figures out a way to do music. We do a uh, we do a ninety minute concert before we show our last movie. Stand on it at the drive-in the day before the dirt track race. So those are four careers that are happening right there. But because she's someone that says trees are expensive, we need to use a bush. She figures out how to make all of that work together. Otherwise, it would be an impossible thing to schedule. I couldn't do that because I don't, I don't think that way. Um, I, write, I write screenplays that are written to be shot easily. I am a very efficient director. I don't, I don't film anything that I don't, I know that I'm not going to need. I'm not one of those people that says, well, you know, we never know, so we better get a lot of footage. No, I know exactly what I want, and that's all I get. Um, Is that not but, the favorite part? But in the, in the other pragmatic world that she's in, I'm one of those people that walks across the room, and I forget why I got up from the chair, and I've always been that. <laughs> so when, when you're going somewhere, you know where you're going, but when you don't know where you're going, you're just going. <laughs> if she says you, we need to go, I say, okay. You just say, okay. <laughs> Listen, and again, I, that's I, like, I don't know, I don't know where we're going or, you know, but I'll, I'll, I'll drive. I'll help you get there. <laughs> yeah. I was in a recent video shoot and I was doing a promo video and they said to me, um, well, let's shoot another one just in case. I said, no. They said, why? I said, because that one's right. Well, what if yeah. we want choices? We don't need choices. We needed what we, we want to promote this event at this day, this time. I was going to hit all my cues. I got it in. I'm going to do something else because I don't have time to keep going back and do the just in case shot. I don't have time for that. Yeah. And in, in my business, when we do um, stunts and things, um, the third time is when someone gets hurt. So we never do that. I don't, I don't ever want to do a second time. So I, we take uh, great pains to make sure that when we're set up, it's safe. Everybody knows what to do. We do it one time and done. If it's something more simple and something really didn't go right, we'll do it twice. But I will never. Never do it three times because, like I said, my experience dictates that's when someone gets hurt. Wow. And uh, I'm not going to have anyone hurt in what we do.
Uh, back to my wife for one minute. I, you're going to steal this one, too, I promise. Here's our mantra. Okay. If two of us are the same, then one of us is unnecessary. Well, I can tell you that to be exactly true. Uh, I've been married <laughs> 30 years myself. So, so uh, uh -huh. I, yeah, we, we, I want to be necessary. So I have a different function and she, she won't, she has a different function. So let me just tell our audience, you're listening to speaking with one voice. I am your host, the coach Rodney Payne. I've got the distinct privilege and pleasure of having John Snyder in my podcast today. And I mean, we are having a great time. Uh, John, I kind of want to look back and reflect on a couple of things that we've talked about, because I think the key here is that what I'm hearing from a leadership perspective is first thing is you have to know your strengths. You have to know what you're good at. And you talk about partnering and pairing with your wife or with the band and, mm -hmm. and what each person or each component does well. And the way to find success as a leader is to know what you do well and then leverage the strengths of others. And I'm watching that just come out uh, in what you're doing. Um, I love the diversity and how you move around and so many different things. Um, balance is, is balance is me doing what I do and knowing what I do well, capitalizing on it and then appreciating what others do well. So I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm with that. I, if you give me a schedule and a time, I'll be there. Uh, I know when I like to create and like to write. I love the storytelling part. Um, I, I do have to ask you about, about dancing with the stars. What, what, <laughs> what, what was that about? What talk to what, where'd that come from? That was, uh, that was Alicia. She got me to do that. I've been asked before. But uh, even though I've done a lot of theater, uh, I like to say that dancing comes as naturally to me as walking does to fish. <laughs> so, uh, so that was a pushing me way outside of my comfort zone. And uh, I mean, I've done a lot of theater. I've done Broadway, but I'm usually the guy singing in the middle and there are people dancing around me. And I do a little, a little step, mm -hmm. step, 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 ball change, step, ball change. Um, so it was, uh, it was great. It was frightening. I've never been, I've never been, um, afraid on stage. And I really wasn't afraid on stage with dancing with the stars, except that my dancing partner, Emma, I think was so used to people being scared to death that I'd be back to stage working on my stuff. And she'd come in and say, look, there's really, there's nothing to worry about, you know? So I just want you to don't be concerned. Don't be. I'm thinking, Emma, shut up. I'm not, yeah. but now I am because what's going on out there? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but it was great. I lost 26 pounds doing okay, so it. Great exercise. Oh my uh, gosh. It was like hot yoga, six hours a day for 10 oh. weeks. Yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, or 12 weeks. It was, it was wonderfully, horribly great. Horribly. Yeah. I, I don't think they'll be calling me, but if they do call, I'll remember the six hours of hot yoga and I may not be available. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to remember that. Hey, I want to go back to, to one thing about, uh, being good at something and doing it and having, having all that. You have to take, you have to go one step further back than that, because I would dare say that most people don't realize that they are good at something. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening to Speaking with One Voice with my special guest, John Snyder. Please tune in next week for the second half of this amazing interview. You've been listening to Speaking with One Voice. Please remember to follow Rodney Payne on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, so please feel free to leave us comments. And if you would, rate and subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate that as well. 
Don't forget to set up for notifications so you can get the latest updates and social media posts and get new podcasts when they're released. As always, use the hashtag SpeakingWithOneVoice or simply SWOV on any of your social media posts. On behalf of Rodney Payne, thanks again for listening to Speaking With One Voice.